Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of Press Into the Power. I hope you're enjoying this music that we have. Uh, This song is called Miracle from Sylvia Jones' latest music project, which is available online wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can reach out to her on her website, www.sylviajones.com, helping you experience God's presence through contemporary worship. Listen, uh, before we get started today, I want to bring you just a quick note from our sponsor, Distinction Inc. Do you need custom t-shirts or hoodies? Look no further than Distinction Inc. From screen printing to embroidery, Distinction Inc. provides high-quality apparel and promotional items with stress-free customer service. Distinction Inc. also provides competitive pricing, especially for nonprofit organizations and churches. If you have any upcoming projects, they would love to earn your business and exceed your expectation. You can request a quote by visiting www.distinctioninc.com. Distinction Inc. We deliver results that make you say, wow. All right, let's get ready for the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Welcome back to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I pray today that this is a day that the Lord has made and we can all rejoice and be glad in it. Kip Nation, again, I want to thank all of you for listening all around the world. I hope that you are making this podcast your favorite drive time podcast. Today, I want to celebrate the mothers. We have been celebrating women, but in particular, I want to take out a subset, a subgroup, and just spend a few minutes commending our mothers because None of us who are listening here would be here without our mothers. And so we thank God for them from the very depths of our heart. I'm sending out a special shout out to uh, my mother, uh, the late Catherine Calhoun, who is uh, my progenitor. And of course, to my lovely, lovely wife, Sharon L. Calhoun, who gave me four beautiful daughters And I thank God for them. And three of those daughters are producing the future in Candace, Taylor, and Vashti. And I thank God for them and wish them all happy Mother's Day. And of course, my beautiful sister, Wanderlyn A. Heslip, I wish her a happy Mother's Day. And it is a blessing. Uh, This is the Friday before Mother's Day. And my prayer is that you, uh, whoever you are that is listening, Uh, going to the store or writing a card or putting some type of creative expression of love together to celebrate your mom if she's still here. If she's not here, then celebrate somebody else's mom or other women that you know that are mothers or even mothers who have uh, stood in your life. They may not have any children, but they stood in your life as a vanguard to help you get to the place where you need to get. But On this Mother's Day, find a mother that you or several mothers that you can celebrate and thank them for their work and their labor of love. But I want to talk about 
not only on this Mother's Day, but because it's uh, Mother's Day weekend, I want to focus on women. And I've been talking about women warriors, and I've really put a lot of emphasis and a lot of time into this. And I've had some women warriors who have spoken so eloquently on this podcast. Thank God for each and every one of them. There are several more that will come and share over the coming months. But I I just want to uh, just celebrate women and, and, and particularly women in the Bible who are just predecessors of many of us. But women warriors, there's something they all have in unique on in their space, and that is that women warriors will put their lives on the line. They will put their life on hold for the benefit of other people. Women warriors make sacrifices for the greater good. Rahab could have been killed lying to the king about the hidden spies, but she thought it not robbery to protect Israel and to make sure that the move of God continued to go forward. Esther could have been killed talking to the king as an advocate for her Jewish community, but she again made a decision to put her life on the line to make sure that the lives of other people would be enhanced and benefited by the grace and the favor of God. And so I want to talk a little bit about Mary. And and for me, she's a, a, a surrogate for God, if you will. She was the carrier of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so much is said about her and then so much is not said about her. But I want to look at Mary from the perspective of her, you know, going through a situation with her husband or with her husband-to-be that she had to tell him that she was pregnant, but not by him. And then we have to take it a step further that not only was the pregnancy not by him, but that it was supernatural. Now you can imagine, I mean, just, I mean, Joseph can't be any different from any of us. You can imagine a man sitting there looking at his wife and she's saying, I'm pregnant, but it's not by another man. And it's the son of God. You know, we're like looking at her like you have lost your ever loving mind. But Mary was a unique type of individual. And her uniqueness speaks to why God chose her in the first place. She's obedient. She was willing. She was willing to carry the child. She was confident, trustworthy, and she had courage. Mary carried the Savior of the world, carried the the New Testament, the greatest New Testament prophet that would ever, or prophet in the Bible that would ever walk the face of the earth. And she did it all with a borrowed womb, which one of my spiritual daughters gave me as a a topic one day. But, But she was ridiculed, rejected as a liar. She was isolated, and and I know these things. She couldn't go into the community and tell everyone, look, everyone, I'm pregnant, and I'm carrying the the Savior of the world. I'm carrying God's baby. She had to sit in a place of being by herself. And I'm just speaking to women who have found themselves in a predicament where regardless of who you are, you still have an obstacle to overcome. Mary had an obstacle to overcome. She had to convince her husband that she didn't step out on him, even though the, I don't know, the confrontation, if you will, the the conversation would be so tenuous because how do you explain to someone that the child isn't theirs? And not only is it not yours, but is the son of God. Well, we know in the story 
uh, found in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25, that the angel himself had to come to Joseph and convince and coerce him and eventually commanded him that he could take Mary to be his own. Joseph had in his mind that he was going to put her away privately. So he was going to virtually abandon her and make her a single mom. He was going to reject her as a liar. And it was just one of those things that was just very difficult. As you can imagine being pregnant and then having to deal with this kind of external consternation where someone thinks you're a liar and someone's ridiculing you because they can't believe the truth. A lot of times people don't believe the truth, but the truth is the truth. And eventually the truth will not only set you free, but the truth will reveal itself. And it revealed itself nine months later, of course, as the baby Jesus was born. But I just wanted to take a few minutes to highlight this caretaker, this courageous woman who, even when the life of her child was in danger, she and her husband traveled to Egypt. She was courageous. She was a a nurturing mother. She was fearless. She was a provider. And she even survived the royal decrees of, of genocide and had to move eventually from Bethlehem to Nazareth by way of Egypt. And it was just, it was always controversy stirring her life. She was moving. She was a nomadic, moving from one place to the other to protect the baby Jesus. And then to go from Bethel, the house of bread, to Nazareth, is there any good thing that come out of Nazareth? There were some difficult situations and terrain that she had to deal with. And yet, because she loved God, she stayed faithful. I, I love the fact that her, his mother Mary, she was at the cross. But Mary also did two things that are significant. She birthed and she buried her son. They always say that no woman should ever have to bury her son. But Mary uh, bore that grief and that loss. And that's why before Jesus ascended to heaven and gave his life to his father, before he died on that cross, he literally said to his uh, mother, Mother, behold thy son, son, behold thy mother. He entrusted her with John, his disciple, his beloved disciple, and made sure that everything was taken care of of as it relates to his mother in the natural. That's a great story, and I pray that we are taking care of our mothers in the natural. If your mother's in a nursing home, make sure she's okay. Check on her. Check to see how she's doing. She lives by herself. Check on her. Check to see how she's doing. We need mothers. We need mothers. We can't live without mothers. And on this Mother's Day weekend, let's make sure that we honor our mothers, that we honor the people who have stood in proxy for us in prayer, have loved us, have cared for us, have encouraged us, have shown us the way. And even if your mother didn't do that, honor your mother and father that your days might be long. Even if she was less than what you would have expected of her, maybe her situation was one where her mom was not there, or there was no nurturing environment for her. But we can break the curse by being a blessing because being a blessing is not something that we get because we earn it. Being a blessing is doing something because it glorifies God. 
It's God's grace to give us things that we do not deserve. So even if you feel that your mother doesn't deserve it, do it for God. Do it in honor of his word. Do it in celebration of other women who do deserve it. And I know that I'm talking a week in advance. It's a, an early Mother's Day special. But this gives us time to really get things right, to get things together, to uh, think about how intentional we can be as it relates to being a blessing to our mothers. And again, if your mother is not alive, just remember there are other mothers out here who need to be celebrated. Some of them are surrogate mothers. Some of them are godmothers. Some of them are, are mothers who just stood in the gap, who never had children, and yet they became a mother to an entire community of children. So let's celebrate these people who have laid their lives on the line for us. And I want to take the time to thank God for my godmother, uh, Dorothy Mitchell, down in Georgia. A tremendous blessing to me all of the days of my life as I was a child growing up. My grandma Sam's, who is deceased. My grandma Aola Akers, who is deceased. Grandma Emma Hurd, she also is deceased. But these women laid a sure foundation in my life. My grandma uh, Hattie Calhoun, and don't ask me why I have so many grandmas. That's a long story. The point of the matter is, is that these women labored and laid a foundation for me that I might be the person that I am today. I've talked about my mom and my sister and my wife and my daughters, but I also want to lift up my spiritual mom, uh, Lady Narlene McLaughlin down at the Potter's House. And then a couple of churches I cover have great moms as well, Lady Lindsay Upshaw and Lady Kiasha Sullivan. So I just want to say, Thank you, thank you to all of these mothers and all of the mothers at Potter's House, New Vision, Bethel, New Life Loudon. I want to thank all of you all, all of the mothers who are out there listening to this podcast. Thank you for your contribution to society. For without you, we would not be where we are. So let me close out with a Mother's Day poem. And I don't write poetry per se. I call it soul tree, which is poetry for the soul. So it's just a, a, a subdivision of the genre of poetry. But I wrote it and it is entitled, Where Would We Be Without Mothers? Where would the world be without mothers? How would we come into our being without the womb of a mother? How would we survive without her loving embrace and fierce determination to see us live. Her nurturing spirit is only second to God's. It is the mother's warm breast milk that first fills our mouth with love. No one protects the children of her womb like a mother. No one willingly lays down her life to bring us into the world like a mother. Mothers are priceless gifts given to us by God. They give their entire lives to us through oral tradition, hoping that we will not implode under the pressures of life. It was my mother who first introduced us to God. It was mother who taught us table manners and the proper treatment of other people. It was my mother 
who introduced us to the power of love, sacrifice, and unwavering dedication. Mothers work hard behind the scenes of life in prayer and sacrifice. No, mothers are not perfect, but the tears they shed at our birth and in our foolishness are sincere and genuine expressions of their love. Wow, what a gift. Celebrate her while she is alive. Honor her with the fruit of your lips and your life. Bless her with the expressions of love as often as possible. Always remember her special words and share them with others. Mothers are not with us always, but their love and kindness linger in our hearts, even in death. In death, we can still hear the sound of her single heartbeat that brought us into the world. Where would we be without mothers? Thank God for the gift of motherhood and the blessings of having a mother at some point in your life. This was written a couple of years ago, uh, 5921, but I send this out to all of the mothers. Uh, it's an early Mother's Day gift. Uh, and next week on the 14th, we celebrate you, we lift you up, we honor you because God tells us to honor our fathers and our mothers. We appreciate you. You are a woman warrior. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I, I pray today that your disposition will be one of going and influencing the nations. God bless. Have a wonderful week.